Talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome, uh, and thank you for joining us. We are Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And welcome. Got some interesting uh, stories for you this week, like my journey with COVID this week. That was fun. Uh, we're going to talk some more, a little bit about Twitter. And uh, Santa is on the way. So we're going to tell you how to uh, track Santa to, so the kids know where he is exactly. And I want and, to wish uh, a happy birthday to Lee Maribel. That's the lady you hear in our yeah. intro and outro with the beautiful voice. You've heard her yeah. on many on hold <laughs> messages in your life, probably. And she had a birthday. Happy birthday, Lee. So we have quite a show. We got a lot of stuff. And. Uh, we're not going to take up much of your time because we know during the holidays, you know, it's tough. You got a lot of things to do once you get bored you with go. all your presents. Did you so get any after, great presents for people, Mark? Well, I was just going to say real quickly, after uh, three years of, as you know me, being over-the-top careful about COVID, I caught COVID. So this last week uh, was uh, not fun. I don't recommend you get it. Uh, it was a t- <laughs> horrible two days. Tell just horrible. And you had the same thing. <laughs> You know, uh, horrible sore throats, coughing, whatever. But I'm uh, I'm on the mend. You sounded <laughs> as I kid our, as I killed our mic button, so I didn't cough into the mic. That's still left over. My my cough is still left over. Yeah, but at if, least if I survived. Mark keeps the disappearing. You'll know that's uh, he's exactly. making it through the end of COVID. Yeah, he's yeah. still in so, isolation. So he's I am not yeah, here with me. Isol- Yep, from my dogs. Well, my wife too, but from my dogs, I've been in isolation since last Friday. So, okay, uh, so you're going to be doing a Christmas at your house, or none of that this year? I can't. My isolation doesn't end till Monday, and uh, that's after the holidays. So, so we'll your do whole something. family has to suffer just because you have COVID. Can't they be in the I, other room? Well, <laughs> nobody wants to come here because it's a COVID house. So, uh, and my wife feels loyal and doesn't want me to, doesn't want to leave and go someplace else, which I told her to because she should have a good time. But yeah, it's well, uh, just it's fine. so you know, your best friend is spray can Lysol. I just yeah, kept I spraying that. the house. I've been spraying We have, we have like four bottles all over the house now. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so more Twitter news. It never stops. It's endless. Yeah, it, it seems to be seemingly endless. But Elon is trying. Um, they announced Blue for Business to help identify brands and their employees. And I think this is a great idea because when people say, hey, I work for blah, blah. Right. If if they don't have the blue for business square on their, you know, ID. Right. The, then they don't. You know, if their company is on Twitter, the company manages this and it will let you know who is actually affiliated with the brand. And I think that's important. I think that's important. I mean, have do, does Twitter and I doubt that they do. Do they release statistically how many people joined up for Twitter Blue? A cough, cough, cough. Um, yeah. What release? What? <laughs> uh, Twitter Blue. Do do they release stats? I don't know yet. I'm kind of waiting. I don't want to keep chasing Twitter data. You know, I'll come out and talk about it when I can. But they right. really haven't mentioned anything. 
Uh, all you have to do is do not do it on your iPhone, please. That's a sucker's bet. Oh, that's ridiculous. Right. Go on the go on the web and pay your eight dollars, and you're going to have to give them a phone number, which they're going to have to verify, and then people know it's really you. And I, I think it's a right. good idea. I really do. Plus, you get to edit your tweets, which thirty minutes up to thirty minutes after you have a tweet. If you see you've messed it up, you can go back and edit it, which is very cool. Which is very helpful, frankly, for celebrities who stay, say really stupid things and then go, oh, did I say that? You know, well, we're not so, even going to talk about some blonde young lady and her internet, uh, uh, her Instagram account, because that, some celebrities have just gone off the rails. It's ridiculous. Well, it's and, crazy. And now... They're also showing how many views your tweets get. Yeah, that's and interesting. This I don't know how valuable that is to have it public, to be honest with you. But I have been testing it. I've only had it for two days because they're rolling it out. You know, it'll take a while maybe till if it's not on your device now. It right. will take, take a while. Um, so the weird thing is... When you interact with someone on your tweet, you can see the view count go up, which mm-hmm. is cute, which is is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how really valuable it is because it's you're really at the mercy of still of the algorithm as right. to whether your tweet gets pushed up, but it's interesting. You know, I'm not sure how uh, important it is, but I like it kind of maybe. Well, you've always <laughs> been able to see your own tweet activity, but now others can see it. Yeah, exactly. And it's easier for you to see instead of clicking through on the little graph. Right. Interesting. Big well, news. I mean, Big news. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. I was going – you you go. Big news on Twitter. Jack Sweeney. And if you remember Jack Sweeney, he is that creative young man who started the account Elon Jet. Uh, oh, right. I think sure. it was a few years ago. And it was very creative, and way back in the day, Elon offered him $5,000 to take down the account. He said, nope. And what Elon Jet did is it used public information. All this information is available if you actually want to go to the website where it's posted. All planes, you can track anybody's plane. You can see where any plane is. All you have to know is the tail number of the plane. Right. Um, when Elon felt he got doxxed because there was an incident with his son coming back to Los Angeles where some guy like stood in front of the car and it was kind of really creepy and I, and I would have been upset about it. It would have been uh, really – oh, excuse me. Is that a robocall calling you? <laughs> I believe that's correct. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he felt he was doxxed. So Elon banned anybody who gave away location information on the website. So the Elon Jet account, as amusing as it was, it got banned. And he's been doing this for the last couple of years. Now he's come up with a new website, which I think makes a lot of sense. For those of us who are fascinated in the plain details, it's called at Elon Jet Next Day. So he's continuing to track... Elon's private jet, but with a 24-hour delay. And if you remember back in the day when we used to check in on all those apps and websites saying where we were, I always said, 
used to say, check in once you get home or, you know, post it once you get home. Well, this is kind of the same thing. There's a 24-hour delay, and uh, I think think it's a good idea because it is fun to watch, see where – Elon's private so wait, this jet is goes. this is not tracking him in real time anymore. No, twenty four hour delay. See, I found that to be. I, I kind of agreed with Musk on this. I found it to be dangerous. You know, maybe I've been watching too many conspiracy movies, but I don't want any. And nobody's coming after me. But I don't want anybody tracking a plane or a plane that my family's on or anything for whatever reason. So if you well, did it the next day, great. And also uh, another tip, when you are on Twitter and there's a place, because it posts your location, um, you can say that you're at Starbucks in you know, Santa Monica, but you can change the whole thing to Santa Monica or change it to, let's say, Los Angeles, which, you know, go okay. find me in Los Angeles. Right. So I think that's a good idea, a safety thing for everybody, just... Put the metropolitan area on there so nobody – Did he – the, the kid never got paid, right? He just turned the money down. Yeah, he turned it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose he had a degree of integrity. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't like the whole idea of what he did, but um, with the 24 he hour de- out. And with the 24-hour delay, I think it works really well. Yeah, that's fine. And the last thing is Vox Populi – I mean, Elon runs polls – He's run several polls to vote, have the community vote on different mandates that he's thinking of putting through or different changes on the site. And I think that's a good idea. And then all of a sudden, everybody figured out that they can be easily manipulated by bots because that was, you know, part of. Everything we've learned about Twitter through the Twitter files, that there are bots on Twitter. They show up. They're not verified. And they can skew a poll. Um, I mean, Elon even had a poll saying, uh, should I stay as CEO of Twitter or should I go? How did that poll work out? Did you see? Uh, People said he should leave. Yeah, I think that's what I thought too. But – Throw in the bot aspect. So then tweet, uh, Elon tweeted that they're considering making only verified Twitter users um, allowed to vote on these polls. And I think that's a great idea because then you really know who the person is or at least close to better <laughs> know who the person is, right? right. Um, so a group called Accountable Tech – showed how easy it was to manipulate Twitter polls by buying 26,261 votes for $57. And that was also confirmed by Rolling Stone and verified by Bloomberg. So, yeah, I think it's great. Only verified accounts can vote in polls. I like it. Then you have a true picture of what the people are saying. So that's all the Twitter news we have today. I mean, uh, it's all it's enough. Yeah, and I'm plenty. sure there's more. So, uh, all right, yeah. let's move on to the greatest story since spam was invented. Um, you have undoubtedly, as I have, and as everyone in the world, have gotten phone calls about your car warranty. 
And I never quite figured out what the scam was, obviously, because I never responded or did anything. Yeah, I don't they, know if they actually really did sell these policies. They must I don't have. think they did. I think it was a scam to get your information, to get whatever the scam was. And, and honestly, I don't know what it was. Um, but the FCC is posing a $300 million fine against this massive warranty. And they say warranty scam. So obviously, they're not selling warranties. Uh, the fine would be the FCC's largest ever, targets a huge operation. Uh, in just three months in 2021, they made more than 5 billion phone calls to more than a half a billion phone numbers using 1 million caller IDs. That, so is every that time crazy? You got it, you didn't, is that crazy, right? Well, you got the caller ID and you didn't know what it was until you answered it because they said it was the White House calling or, you know, it was the movie studio, whatever. They, they scammed up that as well. Um, the FCC said they had enough calls to have called each person in the United States 15 times just during those last three months. And this company called Sumco Panama uh, operated by two scumbags, Roy Cox Jr. and Michael Aaron Jones, uh, are among those among other international cohorts who are working on it. And this has been going on since uh, 2018. So we've suffered with these stupid calls. And, you know, I had kind of, I guess you kind of forget about it. I had forgotten that I hadn't gotten any in a while. So Yeah, this is, and I think this is a great Christmas and holiday gift for all of us from the FCC. You're not kidding. And... Uh, I have to, you know, say the FCC did a great job. Yep. Good for Kudos them. to the FCC. Right. They did a great job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we also have not had in a while our uh, dive, uh, data privacy uh, stories. You know, they, they came so fast and furious for a while. But apparently Meta agreed to a $725 million settlement, which is probably pocket change, uh, in the data privacy lawsuit. It came back in 2018 after Facebook had secretly shared, secretly shared, the personal data of up to 87 million users. I'm sure the word shared is loose, used very loosely here. I would kind I'm of sure. bet they sold it. <laughs> oh, you can you can be damn sure. They, they're not doing anything for free. And uh, so it's going to cost them $750 million bucks. But can you imagine 87 million people? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. To me, the fine probably isn't enough. But uh, Cambridge Analytics, apparently Christopher Weil, Wiley, blew the whistle on the company's action, stating that the firm, which had worked for Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 16, had allowed the Trump campaign to gain significant insight into voter habits. I don't know if that's true, not true, but that was the story that came out of the lawsuit. Um, and then it later it was expanded to include other times Facebook had shared personal data with third parties. So, uh, yeah, big deal. Lots of money yeah. that they're getting fined and it's, a big deal. And so they it, should it's be all fine. been sold. And just to remind you, because I heard another tech radio show today, um, the host, a very famous host, was complaining about the fact that he could find his data. He ran a background check on himself and uh, he didn't do the expensive one. He just went, you know, searched the name and went to all those websites and saw all this data about him that people could get for free. I use something called Delete Me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I subscribe to it, and every quarter they go through the internet and they take off my stuff. So yeah, I'm, that's great. Yeah, I think it's you have to pay for it, but what can I say? I think it's a good idea. And how much does it cost? Ah, 
I don't okay. remember anymore because it's one of those things that I decided that I really need. Right. So it auto debits. So, you know, it's yeah. It's one of the few that I think is worth and I don't let anybody auto debit from my account. Right. So which is by the way not a bad idea. So um, LastPass, so the, do you use it? No, I never use that. Well, Tell us do, about you, it. do you use a uh, password vault of any kind? Or I don't. I you know, I, I use, use Google on my computer. I have a not connected to the internet. I have a password saver. That's about as close as I get. Cool, cool. Well, LastPass is very, very popular. Um, lots and lots of people use LastPass to save their passwords in a, hey, yeah, I think it, it could make sense, except they got hacked. Now, bad enough, they got hacked, and one thinks, okay, uh, they got hacked, they got my email address and my phone number. But it turns out they went back and it was disclosed originally in August, and it was much worse than they told people. Uh, they just updated their report Thursday. Uh, the company said at the time, so that was you know back in August, the customer's master passwords, encrypted passwords, personal information, and other data stored in customer accounts weren't affected. Oh, no, folks, look the other way. These aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Right, but Thursday they said that the company uh, the company said that hackers access personal information and related metadata, including company names, end usernames, billing addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, the IP addresses that customers use to access LastPass. Right, um, it's just ridiculous. Personal information was taken of these people. So if you were losing using LastPass, I figure you're kind of screwed. And I am they said there's no indication that the unencrypted unencrypted credit card data. How do you have data that's unencrypted yeah, for that's credit cards? Terrible. That's just shoddy, 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 shoddy practice. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, but you know, it all got out. I'm going to assume that they're going to offer some, you know, what what is that thing they always offer you or Facebook offered you or all the companies when they get hacked, right? You get a year's worth of some kind oh, yeah, of program. Oh, uh, yeah, security ser services. Security services, right. So um, I don't do that. I I just pay myself for a yearly membership with LifeLock, which does the same thing. Yeah, and LifeLock's I, great. just because they're giving you something for free doesn't mean it's a good idea because what you have to do is you have to go to their website and input all your personal information. Right. So, uh, you know, you put up that personal information um, and and it's, you know, it, it's dangerous. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, that makes it very, very difficult. Um, and, you know, saving passwords is a problem because unless you save the same password for every computer you're on, it's difficult to remember 
what you used and how long they were. And if you don't have a, some type of password program, good luck remembering what your passwords are. Well, and Unless- the thing is, they've even started to recommend what you just said. You know, if you're using one of those crazy password generators, like sometimes I use the one from Google. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to know. I don't even know what they are. They're stored somewhere. I want to know my passwords. So I actually read an article by someone, yeah, you know, write them down. Write them down. Put that paper in a safe place because you need to remember your passwords. So the best thing you should do is create an account on Have I Been Pwned? Mm-hmm. Have a, and Pwned is spelled P-W-N-E-D dot com. It's a website and you will be alerted if your data shows up in any breach. And I've you you've signed up over there, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Not only can you find out by email address, but there's a link on that website you can click where you can type in a password. It is not saved on their servers, and they are legit people. And they search their data fields for your password. So that's what I do, actually. I go over there and, okay, has this password been... All right, I'll use that one again. (laughs) Right, exactly. Until it gets hacked, and then, then I'll do another one. Yeah, there you go. Um, TikTok, which of course has been in the news for months now, the FCC, which has no authority to do it, uh, wanted to shut down TikTok. And of course, they're a Chinese company, and there's all these security concerns that they were spying, that they were used by China to, uh, you know, to, I don't know that anybody wants somebody dancing on TikTok, how secure that needs to be. But having said that, uh, TikTok's employees apparently access to uh, uh, or rather employees, not two employees, uh, two journalists and spied in them. Apparently, is an internal investigation by the parent company ByteDance. According to Forbes, the f- workers who are no longer really employed by ByteDance track the journalists' whereabouts in order to discover their sources for the stories that uncovered company links to the Chinese government. Uh, four employees who were involved have lost their jobs. Uh, two were based in China, two in the U.S., and the company additionally stressed it's taking steps to protect other data, which is what we hear from every company, and guess what? It never works. Um, but apparently the targeted reporters were Emily Baker White, who reported for BuzzFeed, um, Forbes, and Financial Times journalist Christina Criddle, uh, and two others, uh, Kathleen, uh, Catherine Schwab and Richard Nevia, also uh, apparently were spied on by TikTok. So not so good. Um, yeah, you well, know, you know, we have this giant deal against China. That everything is bad. And I'm not a China fan. I love the people, uh, you know, whatever the government does. uh, It's not under my control. But it's just we've been putting a brand on everything that comes from China. And the fact is there's still uh, a lot of our technology still made over there in the Foxconn, you know, factories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, bad for some people, but it's good for Apple because they can <laughs> they right. can make their phones cheaper, right? What a deal! Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although they are starting to move okay, out of after- China for manufacturing, so uh, there's exactly. 
you know, exactly. doing some U.S., which they should have done in the first place. Um, yeah, but the thing is, we don't know how bad the next place is. It's, well, just, well, that's true. Just because they don't wave a flag and say we're communists. <laughs> well, no, hopefully it's in the United States and then you don't, in theory, have yeah, that same issue. That's not going to happen, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they opened, I, I want to say like Arizona, somewhere. Uh, Apple is opening um, construction plants somewhere in the United States. I don't quite remember where that is right now. But uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. There are some valid concerns, I think, about TikTok, whether they should be t- shut down. That's somebody else's decision. But uh, that's what's going on there. Now, well, a funny fun thing so- before we talk about that, that here's now we we have had NORAD on our show almost oh, yeah. every year talking about Santa. Yep. Now, would Elon Musk dare suspend their accounts for giving real-time activity of Santa yeah, Claus you know, in his location? You're <laughs> Think 100% about it, correct. Huh? You're right, Marsh. Right? I had not thought about that. That's right. Because <laughs> uh, we don't want anybody knowing where Santa is. And um, at, at Santa, they are on Twitter, nor, and it's at Norad Santa. Now, go ahead, tell about it, because we usually have the guy on to explain Yeah, we do. It, we normally so. have someone in the Air Force, I believe they're Air Force, and great people who you can get. I remember when the kids were little um, that you could get the, you know, you get an app. You can still get it, obviously. Just go to, probably, I'm sure, to the Apple or the well, Android I'm si- store. I'm sitting here. No, I'm sitting here uh, on noradsanta.org. Okay, so And I can tell you, uh, Santa was last seen in Zimbabwe. Um, he's in his next stop in one minute, nine, eight, seven seconds. He's give, delivered over three trillion gifts already. Wow. And it's, it's an adorable, anim, it, adorable animated map. And there are little cameras along the way that you can click and show pictures of what happened right in that location. It's yeah. really kind of cute. And, and it not, gives uh, Wikipedia data so you can see the... You know, information on the different countries. So it's a way to teach kids geography as well as it's so amusing. Yeah, I mean, they do. And I'm not worried about Santa's safety because he moves so fast. Right. That, you know, (laughs) if you look at the map, he's already been gone. You know, I mean, that guy is that guy for the size and the weight he is. He moves fast. Um, It's actually a great story because Norrin's tracking of Santa began as a fluke in on Christmas Eve in 1955. (laughs) When the Continental Air Defense Command operations in Colorado received a call from a child asking about Santa's whereabouts. And that was because the phone number uh, in a department store's newspaper advertisement gave this NORAD number by accident. Accidentally printed it. Right. So what did he do? Was he a scrooge about it or did he... What no, I mean, do? Air Force Colonel Harry Shoup, who was working that evening, took the phone call from the boy who had followed the directions in the local I... department store. And uh, I guess he told him where, you know, rather than being a Scrooge, he and his team responded to the child. Uh, in the process, that kicked off the new holiday tradition. They must have told him at that point, this is where Santa is right now. And uh, it's continued ever since it was formed in 1958. So what a really terrific and wonderful thing for uh, for NORAD to do, for the U.S. Air Force to do. Um, and I think Santa um, is assisted. I, I can't remember whether the U.S. Air Force still flies next to Santa to protect Oh, him. absolutely. According to the DOD, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. satellites track his yep. position. 
by detecting Rudolph's nose, which gives off an infrared signature similar to that of a missile. But NORAD also tracks Santa by using the U.S. Air Force F-15, F-16, F-22, and Canadian Royal Air Force CF-18 fighter jets. So on Christmas Eve, U.S. Air Force fire pilots will rendezvous with Santa off the coast of Newfoundland and welcome him to North America. Yay! Yay! And they will escort him safely through North American airspace until he returns to the North Pole. That's awesome. And Santa, if you're up there and can hear me, I'd like a Bugatti this year. You think that's too much to ask for? Yeah, I mean, I'd just like I'd just like everybody to just get along. That's all I want. Oh but my more God! More than fifteen hundred. Yeah, I'm no, so it's mercenary. True. And am, you came up with the all. Can't we just get along? You I sound can't, like something I my wife would I say. So I am so sick of people arguing with each other and being nasty. And, and yeah, that's just, for sure true. To, I've had enough of it. But more than fifteen hundred Canadian and American uniform personnel, uh, Defense Department civilian employees, they all help each season. These are volunteering. And donations from numerous companies cover virtually all the costs of running the program. Yeah, and it's going to be bigger than ever and bigger than ever. So, exactly. Mark, I got to tell you, you uh, let's talk real quick about some uh, holiday movies. What have you uh, seen? Okay. Well, I, ho- you know, I'm not that big on holiday movies. I've watched a bunch of other stuff. So I think you're more holiday movies than I am. So you found some things you liked. Well, I loved the brand new version of The Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Did you see that with Peter no, Billingsley? No, my wife and I were going to watch it, and now I'm in isolation. So well, we're going to watch it when I get sure out. Be sure to watch it. It's, it's cute. It's really cute. He's And Julie Haggerty does a great job as mom. Ralph. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Ralphie. Ralphie, right. Right. And as a matter of fact, in the Hollywood Christmas Parade, they had some of the characters and that guy, you know, with the red hair who wore the coonskin cap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in the Hollywood Christmas Parade. He still looks exactly the same. Oh, how funny. That's cute. And and for Hanukkah movies, there's a really cute movie on the Hallmark Channel, which in my humble opinion, not fact, I'm not accusing anybody, but if you saw You've Got Mail, it's a simpler, similar <laughs> type of So uh, you're saying maybe story. they ripped off the story? Maybe. maybe. It shadows the script just a tad. Uh, and it's about a matchmaker and letters, and it's, it's a cute movie. And that's called Hanukkah on Rye. And then there's another one, only two Hanukkah new movies this year. The other one is called Menorah in the Middle with Sarah Silverman, Danny DeVito's daughter, some other people. And that was the most low-budget movie I have ever seen in my (laughs) life. Some guy is in the hospital, and you know where you see the boop-boop machine showing the heartbeat? Yeah, there was none of that. I think they took a piece of paper picture. Of what's on the screen, glued it up. <laughs> it was just, oh, how funny! I mean, it, it could have been shot on an iPhone, and uh, it was no union logo at the end of the movie. So, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, you know, those are always fun. My, my, I think my wife, literally, every time I walk by the room, she's watching another holiday movie, and I think that's awesome. I think you know, we we all need a little with everything that's going on in the world. I think we all really need some just two hours of mindless joy. 
So, hey, that's it for us. Listen, thank you, everyone. Hope you have a great and wonderful holiday and a happy new year. Happy and holiday. we'll see you next week. Happy holidays to all of you. Merry Christmas, blessed Kwanzaa, and happy Hanukkah. See you next week. We'll be back every week next year, and I'll be at CES. You've we'll been report. listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.